Hey everyone, welcome to the One Track Punk Show, the podcast where I chat with guests to see what inspires them to do what they do and what gives them the drive to pursue it. My name is John Layola, also known as One Track Punk on the internet, and this is another OTG throwback. And this is going to be the very first time I got the chance to interview anyone. This is my first chance, my first time, so you'll see that I'm very, very choppy, nervous, and in this episode, Corey and I were able to interview Hannah Tell, who plays Max Caulfield character in Life is Strange. If you haven't played Life is Strange yet, it is an adventure storytelling game, and it's very easy to play. Anybody can jump in and play it, uh, and it's very story-driven, and it's definitely a high recommendation. Give that game a shot, and uh, if you haven't played it yet... And hope you guys enjoy this episode for an OTG throwback. Okay, Corey. Um, so let's let's go back in time, if we if we may. Can we rewind time? Can you rewind time, Corey? I'm not able to do that. No. What? Okay. Let me let me try. Mm-mm. No, I can't. Uh, I can't do it. Um, I, I know who can. Max, Max, can you help me out with this? John, how many times do I have to tell you my powers have consequences? I just can't be here reversing time for you all the time. Oh, uh, please. I, I, we, we, went, we had this wonderful conversation with Hannah Tell. We have, to, we have to go back in time and have that conversation again. Okay, but this is the last time. Hello? Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for waiting. I'm sorry about that. There's a little bit of traffic. Oh, no. That's that's all okay. That's all good. <laughs> Thank you for um, pushing back the, the schedule. Oh, of course. Of course. Can you uh, hear me okay? Yes, I can hear you perfectly. Can you okay. hear us fine? Uh, yes, yes. Thank you. <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> How's your day going? Um, It's going okay. You know, I I'm, I have a show coming up. For my music on March 1st and so I'm just like so scared cramp trying to cram to get ready for it you know so just fo- just you know nervous what about you though are you having a good day oh yeah I'm having a great day <laughs> I'm a bit awesome. nervous for this too though oh yeah I'm nervous for this too <laughs> it's yeah it's it's scary talking you know on podcasts Oh yeah, yeah, it totally is. Yeah, we love that we got to have you for the first time because that's that's so awesome. Oh, thank you, thank you so much for asking me to to, to do this. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's our pleasure. Okay, so for this episode, it's gonna be a special episode. It's gonna be all about you. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh great, get ready. <laughs> that's okay. So um, for the first part, we're gonna um ask you about like more details about you in general, and then the second part will be um your experiences with life is strange okay sounds great and then after that we'll have like fan questions that i gathered from everyone oh cool okay and um so hannah you're with uh, life is strange actually before we go into the life is strange uh, what was your inspiration to become an actor oh wow 
Well, I think that when I was younger, I saw Ace Ventura Pet Detective and also Titanic. Both of those two movies were really special to me. I thought Jim Carrey was just the funniest guy ever. I thought it was so cool that he got to work with, with animals and everything. And and then Kate Winslet uh, really inspired me in Titanic. And then also, I'd say, Romeo and Juliet watching Claire Danes. I just... Oh really admired both of those two actresses and yeah I, I don't know I, I did a play and I really liked it and just got hooked and that was all I wanted to do and it kind of like became a little bit of an obsession trying to be in every play that I could and get one part after another so it still kind of is kind of like that for me like kind of a kind of like a, an, not an addiction but kind of yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's cool yeah. <laughs> nice. oh actually so the next question I have is uh, what were are your favorite things to do or, or hobbies that you like to do Oh, cool. Well, my favorite thing to do is to listen to music (laughs) and and play music and sing. Music is really helpful to me. It just calms me down and makes me feel so much joy and peace. So I'm always trying to, you know, be around people who are playing music or trying to do it myself or just listening. It's very, very special to me. And then I also really like to um, just be creative in any way. I like to draw and paint and I like to dance, you know, just anything that involves being creative makes me feel happy. So yeah, I also, you know, I hang out with friends. I like to go to see animals and, you know, wherever I can see animals, they're so cool. That's cool. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're very versatile with all of you. You do acting, you do dancing, you do um, music and drawing. Wow, that's very, very, well, you're very talented. <laughs> well, it's not like I'm great at all at those things. I did, you know, I just do them because they're fun to do. But, you know, I'm not like some master artist or <laughs> I can't, I'm not that great of a dancer. I just I just <laughs> like to do it, you know. Oh, what kind of music do you like? Oh, man. I, honestly, I, I can get into just about everything. But my favorite kinds of music, I love, you know, guitars. I love the sound of electric guitars that kind of have an effect to them. So they sort of sound a bit warped. And when I was in high school, you know, I really liked shoegaze bands. And I still like them a lot. And... <laughs> Yeah, my well, my favorite band of all time would probably be Arcade Fire because oh, cool. uh, they kind of came around right when I was at like the peak of wanting to devour music uh, when I was in high school, and so I got to see them live in North Carolina, and then you know I've seen them live out in uh, Los Angeles a bunch. So they've just kind of like been my favorite band as I grew up, and my dad loves them too. So we go, we we got to go to a concert together. So it was nice. cool. <laughs> That is cool. Very good. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I noticed on your YouTube channel, you did an amazing job covering the obstacles by Sid Matters. How long have you been playing guitar for? I, I've, well, first of all, thank you. <laughs> that, first, it took me a long time to learn that song. It's the picking pattern is kind of hard. I, I've been playing guitar kind of off and on for a few years. I had to learn for a part how to play electric guitar because I was playing this kind of like punk rock uh, lead singer in a band and so I learned to play and a little bit you know just to get by and I just really fell in love with it and so I started like writing s- stupid little songs <laughs> um, but then I, I, I felt so much like relief and joy doing that writing those little songs that I started like getting really into it and trying to make them better and so so yeah I uh, I don't practice. I mean, I need to be a lot better at guitar, <laughs> but I'm mostly like a. I guess I'm mostly a singer, but I'm trying. I'm trying to get better at guitar. Oh, you're you're doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you. Yeah, I've played a, a very little guitar. I actually bought one hoping to learn to play, and it's it's very difficult to learn, and, and uh, your fingers bleed for quite a while, and I ended up just giving up. Um, oh, man, your fingers were bleeding? That's yeah, really Just about. Yeah, like, man. I don't know. I think I got the wrong guitar. Like, the strings were far away from, I don't oh. know, like, it was just extra hard to play, it felt like, and I took it to my dad, who plays a lot, and he agreed, so I don't know. I Maybe like, I get something better later on, but it's really tough to learn how to play, so that's awesome you stuck to it. Thank you. Yeah, I definitely get frustrated with it all the time. Like, actually, that's why I was in a, that's why I was, like, feeling kind of down when we started the interview, because I had been in there practicing, and I was like, oh my god, I hate this. It's so hard. It's so hard. But, yeah, you just gotta, like, keep pushing through and keep doing it, and then, you know, you have, like, a moment where you realize that you've gotten a little bit better, so that's all. That always feels good. Yeah. And, um, so, I also noticed that you have your own music video, uh, which I'm really digging. Thank uh, you. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, could you tell me more about that? I mean, like, um, were you making your own music now? Yeah. Well, like I said, I started writing little songs and um, a few years ago I would like play them around in coffee shops and bars and then I took like a long break where I didn't want to like, perform in front of anybody because I was I had a lot of stage fright and so yeah uh, I started working with this amazing guy his name is Ben Schwab he's the lead singer and guitar player for this great band called Golden Days and so he was starting out as like my guitar teacher and I started showing him some songs that I was working on and I asked him if he would help me, you know, record them. And so we just started recording song after song and, you know, he would add other instruments in so it would be like a full band sound. And the next thing we knew, we had a bunch of songs and so we just decided to, you know, really go for it and make an album. And so we're almost done with the album there's gonna be i think like 13 songs on there probably oh, cool. maybe maybe 11 to 13 i'm not sure if i'm gonna put them all on there because some of them i don't like anymore oh. but you know like you get tired of something after a while but yeah he's producing it and he's playing the show with me on, on march 1st and that song hollow glow that i made the video for he was, you know, he was. He told me it was a good song, and I didn't really know if it was, or I didn't know, I didn't really like it that much. But he just like encouraged me to, to go for it, and so I just made a music video for it with this awesome director who's a friend of mine named Ellie Jameson. So yeah, <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Awesome. Thank you. So we're going. Um, I think that's all the questions for the first part. So let's I get into so. um, Life is Strange. Your experiences with it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, how did you get involved with the game? Um, there's a production. I think they're like a video game production company, but they're called Blind Light, and they're based here in LA. And um, I auditioned for another project for them. It was a game called Murdered Soul Suspect, and yes. I did performance capture in that so it was like all of the motion capture like your facial capture and also your voice so it was like a total performance capture I don't, know. <laughs> I don't even know like the right terms for it but but yeah that's what I did for that game for two characters these like mentally ill twin sisters who are were really really cool parts probably my, probably my, yeah probably my favorite part of ever well I don't know one of my favorites and so um yeah so I did that game and then that company blind light called me back in to audition for a couple other games and um life is strange was was one of them and yeah so it was my first voiceover only job but it was 
it was an amazing it's been incredible that's good wow yeah wow so um for your you did your motion capture in the the first game uh, how how long did that take for recording wise i mean how how many days or how long does that usually take well we would i would go to this um i guess it's like a sound stage in santa monica and we would do it would kind of take all day to do um just like a couple little scenes because we would have to map it out and you know you have to put on the suit and make sure everything all the sensors are registering and then you have to get all these dots put on your face in just the right spot so it's like a lot of preparation and then once you get out there to actually start filming the scene because there are cameras it's like it's like filming a movie but but you do, there's no set it's just like this giant like, grid on the floor that somehow the motion sensors register where you are on the grid and then it's like translates to how they make the game i, I mean i don't know <laughs> I, I don't know how they do it it's like it looks like magic to me but yeah. they're just geniuses and i know how to do this stuff so i would go in and we would do like a couple days um recording and then i would come back like in a few weeks and do a few more days it was always like kind of broken up like that and then um i think that that's because they had to do so much work with the computer to build it or something <laughs> i wish cool. i could i wish i could just explain it in a more you know informed way but i'm not a technical person at all oh no you're good you're good that's all good <laughs> <laughs> Um, so for your role for Max Caulfield, how did you mentally prepare for that? Well, I, I didn't even really know what to prepare. I, I just, I, I, I had never done voiceover before, really. I'd only, you know, done like, um, uh, like additional recording after we'd filmed something. So if something didn't work with the sound, I would go in and just like read it, a specific line here or there to make it right. But yeah, this was like just voiceover. So I just, you know, I had the script for the for the first episode and I just I just read it as much as I could and tried to make it sound as real and natural as I could and and then I just I went in and tried to get through it. You know, I just I didn't really know what to expect. So I just prepared the same way I prepare for anything, which is just making myself as familiar as I can with the words and um, knowing how each particular line resonates for me personally in terms of like my emotions and so that's that's pretty much what I did for that but I now that I've done some voiceover work in terms of preparation I like to try to warm up my voice you know by like singing and just uh, making sure that I eat enough food so that my stomach's <laughs> not growling during the takes or you know you have to eat like a green apple because something about the green apple makes it so that your voice, your mouth doesn't make a bunch of weird little noises that, oh, okay. you know, that the microphone really picks up everything. So wow. if your mouth is making weird little sounds, they'll hear it. But somehow eating a green apple like takes that away. Who knows? Who knows? But that's, that's good to know. <laughs> Dude, write yeah. that down. I know. That's I good write for that us down. to know. <laughs> yeah, somebody told me. I think it was... Uh, yeah, the sound engineer, this awesome guy named Mark De La Fuente, he told me that. <laughs> That's cool. Cool. Remember that. Yeah. So the game is very, very emotional. Uh, I have a, a question from the Mega Dads. They were asking, how did you prepare for some of the more emotional scenes? Oh, man. Well, I just, um, I really related to Max. And a lot of those emotional scenes, I feel like Max goes into those and handles them the way that she does, you know, based on who she is as a person. She is like, experiencing this struggle to be 
confident and to, to really stand up for what she knows is right and to you know believe in herself. And so that was something that I really understood um, at the core of my being because it's, you know, I have a lot of trouble with self-esteem. Like even now it's, it's, it drives me crazy. So that was um, kind of how I approached everything with just knowing who she was. And also, you know, she, she experiences a lot of loss and feelings of really intense regret and guilt and you know just like feeling lost to the things that she's done are wrong and I, I was really able to relate to that too just you know with mistakes I've made in my life and the pain of the the pain and the embarrassment and the shame of like of doing something that is stupid and then so you know I just tried to take as much of my own experiences that made me feel you know, a lot of emotion and apply them to this situation with Max. You know, she's able to reverse time, which is a superhuman ability, but she's still a very human person. So her power still feels somehow human to me too, if cool. that makes, if that makes oh, sense. Oh yeah, definitely. Perfect sense. <laughs> so have you actually played the game yourself all the way through since it released? No. And I have, I've, watched a couple clips like very short short clips of people playing the game um just because my mom has shown me she'll she she kind of like follows she really follows the game online and sees you know who's posting playthroughs and she watches all the playthroughs and um so she would like try to show me little things but i just can't i i just can't listen to my voice <laughs> um, i mean sometimes i can and it's okay but it's really hard for me to to hear it because i i hear all the mistakes i made and i i, I feel like oh god i would have done this differently or um it's like gets me in my head and then also now that the game is over um I'm just not ready to like go back and, and hear all of it was it was a really emotional game and in order to kind of get that across I had to dig up a lot of stuff that I didn't really want to feel mm. and so when I hear the game you know I when I hear the voices back it's just it's really intense and um it kind of like triggers those emotions for me but yeah I don't know I, I love Life is Strange so much it was such an insanely <laughs> It was just like a miracle that 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 this game happened and that I got to play this part and it, it like kind of saved my life to, in a in a way like this game and music really really saved me so I don't know I just um, my experience with it is from a behind the scenes experience so I don't know it's just <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready to to do it maybe one day when I like get some space from it and I feel like I'm stable enough to <laughs> deal with those feelings you know because it's it's really emotional sure it, yeah it really is emotional I mean like when I first played through it there were a couple of scenes there were choices that I had to make where I had like a really hard time I had to pause the game and actually be like oh what, what I don't even know what to do anymore what, what do I do <laughs> I know and and I and just you know I've never played the game, but I, I have acted the game and, you know, just thinking about some of the lines I had to say and like the experience that, that Max had, you know, you're making these choices and, and it's in a game, but you can really feel the connection between how the choices that you're making in this game show 
what kind of choices that you make in your actual life, you know? So it just makes you think about things that you might have done wrong or, or things that you wish you could change. And it's it's nice because it really made me start thinking about just every, mundane, everyday little choices and how they have this, they can have a really se- severe impact on on you know other people and yourself in the long run so it's just important to I don't know really made me start looking at things from a more um like a bigger perspective yeah definitely um actually me and my wife just finished playing the game probably about 20 minutes before we started this uh this this podcast we yeah um John played it and he loved it and he kept telling me you got to get it and I, I bought it but we just hadn't gotten around we have so many games because that's all we do. We just play games. Um, so cool. Yeah. So we, we had so much on our plate. We just finally we finally got to it and we started it a couple days ago and then we, we just couldn't stop and we went, you know, blew through it and finished it this morning. Wow. Um, and yeah, it was very emotional, very fantastic. Um, I kind of wish I'd played it earlier, but I told you. I, I, know, you, you. I know you told me. Uh, yeah, but no, it was definitely a great game. Definitely go back to it multiple times and try different different routes. It's awesome. Yeah, my mom is playing it right now. And my mom has never, my mom used to play Tetris all the time and she mm. loved Tetris. Nice. But, you know, she's not a gamer, but she's really, really into the game. And, you know, she called me up and she was like, I didn't save, I couldn't save Kate. I, I did everything I could. I thought I said everything right. Aww. But then I, but then I said something about, you know, what would your mother and sister think? And she got all upset and she jumped. <laughs> my mom, oh, man. My mom was so upset. <laughs> okay you didn't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's one that's um one thing i like about the game it, it's it's not really a game well, i mean it is a video game but it's something anybody can like play it doesn't require any real tasks or hardcore gameplay or like anything like that yeah well sh- well sh- my mom was definitely struggling like with finding the bottles oh. <laughs> oh i don't know gosh. if you guys know what i'm talking about but yes. she's like well chloe's not even helping i'm having to look for all these <laughs> bottles and <laughs> it's that- super funny hearing her like Sitting complain about the gun <laughs> yeah i had a hard time looking for those bottles I, too we did too i had to i think i had to look up like we're missing like one bottle and <laughs> It was by that. It was by that damn campfire. Oh, that's the one we missed. <laughs> it's hidden away. So, so uh, you didn't play the game, but are there any moments while recording you remember that that you really enjoyed, or kind of a favorite moment while while recording? Oh yeah, there's so many. I mean, I remember every moment of recording. It was, it was such an intense, uh, uh, an amazing experience. It's something you know I'm never gonna forget any of it. But probably the most memorable moments for me, you know, of course, would be the scene with Kate Marsh. We did that as a dual recording with me and Diane Hutton and it was it was really amazing to experience talking to someone who was ready to end their life and you know trying all these different things to get her to not do it and on like kind of like a metaphysical level I'm, I'm not this way now but I have felt like in the past you know during some really dark times you know, you, you sometimes you think about that stuff. And so to be able to be playing a part of someone who's trying to talk someone else, you know, off a ledge, it really like opened my eyes to, you know, just how much pain and, and strife it, it is for the people that are left behind when you do hurt yourself in that kind of a way. Because just trying to, just reading the lines is max, you know, trying to convince this character to not do it. it it was so so sad and so intense so 
Yeah, it, I, I was, it was really special for me to get to experience what it's like for someone who's trying to keep someone else from being destructive. And then also, you know, the scene where we, where Chloe and I, Chloe and Max discover, we discover Rachel's body was really intense because I could tell that when we recorded that, it was also a dual recording session. I could tell that Ashley really was going into that scene, like understand. I don't know because I don't I don't know her personally that well, but when when we were doing that scene, like she was really, really there emotionally, not just in the typical way that actors are. Like it, something about that was really real for her and deeply personal. And she, it was just really incredible to be there with her as two actresses, like experiencing this emotional upheaval together. And you know, that carried through to the final scene when we were dual that was like that's probably the biggest moment for for recording it it was the two of us we you know we were these two actresses who had experienced like a game that we worked on for over a year and it had become this big success and and now it was ending and and we played these like pretty legendary characters in the sense that they're two female protagonists is just it's just not something that happens all the time, you know? So it was really cool. And uh, we were just like saying goodbye to each other as Max and Chloe. But, and I think I've said this before in, 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 in another interview, but it was, we were also saying goodbye to each other as actresses. And it was, it was, it was our last time, you know, to work together. And it was really amazing and emotional. And <laughs> yeah, it's, it was, it was beautiful. That's awesome. Um, so it comes up to my next question. Um, so do you keep in contact or keep in touch with any of the uh, other actors that you um, were with in the game? Yeah, um, well, we're all pretty close um, on social media because the Life is Strange online community is so awesome. You know, it's really strong and active. So we're always, you know, on Twitter or Instagram, um, people will mention the game or mention us so i think we all kind of keep in touch through social media yeah that's good so is the um the voice actress who plays victoria is she nicer in person <laughs> oh she's so sweet okay, yeah because wow <laughs> she's really good she's a really good actress uh, i had a, i had one re- recording session with her and da- danny knights and she uh she she's totally different in in real life but when she started doing victoria's lines i was like oh, whoa wow, that's exactly how i imagined his character to sound it was really cool that's cool awesome all right, I think we'll go on to the fan questions. So, Sarper Ditkus asks, if you wrote the story of Max and Chloe in Life and Strange, how would that end? If I wrote the story? Yeah. Okay, um, so does that mean, like, it doesn't have to be, like, the final choice? It could just be anything? Yeah, if you wrote it, if you wrote the game. Mm, gosh. Well, you know, part of me wants to say that I wouldn't change anything about it because I, I really liked how you had to make such a like drastic decision b- between saving the, the town and saving Chloe because, you know, because there there were serious repercussions for messing with time. But, you know, if it was like a fairy tale in a perfect world, <laughs> <laughs> in a perfect world, um, yes. you know, everything would have worked out for the best. You know, David Madsen would have been able to he wouldn't have he wouldn't have killed him or he would have like somehow he would have gotten him arrested and he he would be sent to justice and everyone would be um you know <laughs> everyone would be uh would end up happy and um 
I don't know. I don't know. I really like the way that it ended because yeah, it wouldn't make sense for everything to be tied up in a bow, like a perfect little ending, because that's not what the game is. That's not what real life is. You know, there's never something that's 100% positive in life. It's always got like another, it's always a double-edged sword. So I feel like the ending of this game, I know that a lot of people were really upset by it because they felt like the little choices that they made along the way didn't ultimately make a difference in the ending. But to me, looking at it as, a, as like a metaphor for life, you know, the little choices that you make every day, yeah, sometimes they don't add up and they don't really make a difference. But that doesn't that doesn't mean that you shouldn't still do the right thing because you never know what's actually gonna come out of something yeah i just felt like it was really true to life having to make that such a big decision and dealing with you know the joy of if you save chloe you know you deal with the joy of being with her but you also deal with the pain of what you've done to an entire town and if you save the town you know you've experienced joy of saving the town but you're heartbroken because you let your best friend die so it's that's that's kind of how life life is you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's never something that just perfectly works out that that is a common complaint i hear as well with uh, many many games that are narrative like this one is they always say oh, all the choices that they claim matter don't and that's kind of like the only way people can attack these kinds of games and i think that's also incorrect i, I like the way you explained it and um yeah that's true not all the little choices do make a big difference but you know they do overall. in another way yeah, yeah. like yes. overall yeah so you, you never know you never know so what's gonna happen with with what you do so definitely um okay we had another fan question tyler asked what was it like working with the don't nod team and were there any ch uh, challenges during the sessions like language or cultural barriers that might pop up <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah and so on um, this question okay it was first of all those guys are the nicest guys in the world um they're so so sweet and so polite when working with them it was very funny because uh we recorded everything in here in la and in burbank in a sound studio and they would basically be present during the sessions over skype so it would be like the middle of the night for them they would have been they would have been working on the game in the office all day and then they would it would be like 6 p.m at night and they would you know be there to be present for here in LA us recording all day so yeah they they worked really really hard on this game but yeah we would just hear their voices and they have they have a very thick French accents beautiful French accents I've always loved French language so it was really cool for me to have French bosses <laughs> it was awesome um so yeah I, I a lot of times I didn't know what I couldn't understand what they were saying so my the voiceover director Philip Bach he, he would kind of like listen for me and then you know tell me in his own words like what they wanted but but yeah they're just they're just so so sweet and we all got to have dinner they were in town this past summer for E3 I think or something and uh, we all got to have dinner. We finally got to meet, and they're just so cool. <laughs> they like really good music, and they're really sweet, just good, good people. That's great. Yeah. Um, Nathan Tran asks, what would you have personally done for Chloe in episode four? Uh, would you have fulfilled her wishes? And I'm thinking this is when you, uh, when Max goes. Oh, when, when, you know, she's having to decide whether to let Chloe basically kill herself or, you know, stay alive in this, like, 
paralyzed state. Yes, yes, that's yeah. correct. Yeah. Yeah. Again, you know, this is one of those things where it's it's really hard. It's a really drastic decision, but I think I would definitely not let her do that uh, mm. because the people that are. You never know. I feel like that's something that God's in control of, and I, I although I understand why people, I, I really, really, really understand why people would want to do that, but I don't think it's the right thing to do. I know it's not the right thing to do because there are people who are, are left left behind, and you have no idea. Sometimes when you feel that way, it's like, oh, no one cares about me, and I'm just a burden to everyone around me. But, but really, you don't really know how people feel about you, and the people, someone always cares, and they're going to be hurt by that. And so, no, I would not. I would not let her do that. Good, good choice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Norman313 is asking, will you go forward with your voice acting? Yeah, I, I am going forward with my voice acting. I, I'm really, really thankful. I got to, I got to, I get to work with, with Ashley's agent. His name's Dean Panero and he works at this awesome talent agency called Abrams Artist Agency. I've been wanting to be with, you know, with an agency like that for, you know, nine years. It was such it was just my whole life I've wanted to be with a big agency like that. So, um, yeah, I, I've been auditioning for things, uh, for a oh, lot cool. of voiceover jobs. Cool. I have a bunch of auditions tomorrow, actually. Oh, um, wow. I haven't, I haven't gotten anything, booked anything yet, but hopefully I will soon because I, I really like voiceover. It's, it's really nice because you don't have to worry about how you look and, and you just get to have fun like using your voice to get these emotions across. I would like to do something a little bit ha happier. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would I would love to be like a series regular on a cartoon. Like, oh, adventure, be cool. like adventure Time or the regular show or Clarence. Like I love cartoons so I would, that's like one of my dreams for sure. Almost yes. definitely. Yeah, that'd be cool. But we definitely wish you the best of luck. And uh, yeah, we, we thought you did a fantastic job with this. So uh, we definitely hope you, you, you know, keep growing and, and doing more work because we loved having you for the, for the <laughs> game. You know, it just it felt right. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Um, Andre Butler asks, were you surprised at how popular Life is Strange has become? Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, nothing could have. Nothing could have prepared me for for this. I oh my god, I, it's just crazy. I I had reached a point in my um, acting career where I was kind of ready to. I mean, I knew I could never quit because, like I said earlier, I'm kind of addicted to acting, um, even when I don't like doing it, which a lot of the time I don't. But not all the time, but a lot of the time, sometimes. So I I just I was really in a low place, and I felt really frustrated with my career. Um, because so many people that I had, you know, gone to college with had had experienced, you know, success in terms of, you know, not like not like they're celebrities, but you know, <laughs> just they'd experienced some some real obvious success, and that that hadn't happened for me. And um, I never imagined that I would get to be involved with something not that not that not only you know had achieved success in terms of there's so many fans of the game but but something that is something that i'm proud of because i think that what this game stands for is so incredible you know so yeah it, it was it's unbelievable and it's it's still unbelievable i know that it's been the game's done but it, it, it always is just such 
a surprise and yeah I just I I literally feel in total wonder and just awe that it happened and it's so so cool yeah I'm, I'm glad that it happened <laughs> yeah I'm yeah. glad it's getting a lot of recognition too it deserves it for sure yeah it's an amazing game I'ms uh, Sean Imes says asking what was or was there any funny bloopers or moments that you had while recording <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah I, like I mentioned earlier I always like had the my mouth was always making these weird noises and or like my stomach would always be making really weird noises because I, I don't know I have a lot of anxiety and oh. um you know how like people you know when you have anxiety like your stomach's always flip-flopping around and like growling or just making weird sounds and, <laughs> and it's so I'd be wearing the headphones and um, you know, the microphone picks up everything. So <laughs> I'd be wearing these headphones and everybody on the other side of the glass would be laughing because they could hear my stomach going like, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> it was so, sounded so weird. Um, so yeah, that was always funny. And then the the voiceover director, Philip Bach, he is just, he is the most hysterically funny guy I've ever worked with. And he just kept everybody laughing all the time. And unless they were doing something like really serious, in which case he would be, you know, very focused and help help me stay focused always. But yeah, he was always doing funny stuff and we would always during breaks like shoot rubber bands at the ceiling or um, he had this gun, like this ner little Nerf gun that he would make me hold when I had to like be super max, you know, like really <laughs> be heroic. And he was like, you need, to, you need to hold this gun and it's going to make you feel powerful and make you say the lines like a superhero and it, it really did work and um yeah he was so funny so yeah there were a lot of funny moments but mostly we were just like trying to get this done you know we had the sessions were always really really busy there were so many lines that we had to get through and we only had you know four hours to do them every every day so oh, it wow. was it would, it would get stressful and um yeah so there were some fun moments but mostly we were we were working hard. Okay. Nice. Um, Loyal Gamer is asking, what were the toughest parts of the story to work on? And I feel like we kind of touched on this a little bit. Yeah. Like kind of the most emotional scenes. Were there, were there, besides that, were there any other tough parts of the story? Yeah. Um, it was really tough to, to be like the evil version of Max um, for me. And oh, okay. uh, yeah, it was just really intense for me. And also it was really hard. Um, we, we, we went back and changed this, but like originally Max goes back in time to try to fix things. And like, she's in the classroom and she's interacting with Mr. Jefferson, knowing what she knows um, about him. And she's just like, so, ang so angry at him. And, and um, it was hard to, to do to, to be that angry and mad and um, it like just just be, being that way like opens up your eyes to the fact that you have that kind of rage inside of you <laughs> and it's just kind of it's kind of scary but that that was hard it was hard confronting Mr. Jefferson as Max and like standing up to him the guy who is the voice for Mr. Jefferson Derek Phillips he is an incredible actor and when we were doing the dual recording sessions for those scenes where Max is confronting him, you know, not just in the dark room, but when she goes back in, t you know, in time, he was just so, so good and so, so, so scary that it, it was hard for me to, you know, I was scared. <laughs> it, it was hard for me to stand up to him because he's very timid. He, he's so such a good actor and he really seemed 
like, you know, he's a very nice guy in real life, but, but when he's acting, he's very intimidating. So that was really hard. Wow. Yeah. I know that was, I think might be the wrong term, but I think that was my favorite part of the game is when at the end of the episode where Chloe gets shot, Max gets stabbed with a needle in the neck and Mm -hmm. you fully expect it to be the kid. Oh yeah. And then it's Jefferson walks up and that was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like that just made my heart drop. (laughs) I think that was definitely the most like impactful part of the game for me so yeah he definitely did a fantastic job and yeah he did angry max is my favorite max i think oh uh, my gosh <laughs> sitting, sitting in the classroom just staring him down um and just yeah giving him shit for everything and just i i don't know i love it because uh after going through what she did and just no more shit no more no i'm not taking any more crap from this guy it's all fake because everything he's saying is like fake and mm-hmm. f- you know yeah definitely uh <laughs> yeah. i love i love that side of max <laughs> that's so cool to hear all right i think that's it for fan questions um so normally we end our podcast with a game okay and, well I like to end it I don't know if my co-hosts like ending it with oh, a game always <laughs> alright um, this one's called one track questions and uh, okay. in this game we can only speak in questions uh, two players start when someone loses they are out for the turn then the next player will then pop in to continue with another question um, so the scene for this game is a, a difficult level or game that is hard to beat oh my gosh oh no okay <laughs> this is really difficult uh, <laughs> so I feel we bad just, <laughs> yeah so, so um, just talking questions yeah so okay. me me and Corey will start first so you should you'll see how how it works okay. and then which whichever one of us loses then you'll pop in and then start your own question with, for that scene. Is it a new scene or the same same scene? The same scene. Okay, cool. Okay. All right. You want to start? Uh, you can start. Okay. <laughs> Why can't I beat this boss? What are you doing wrong? How am I supposed to know? Well, yeah. Dang it. Okay. You guys started out. Is is it my? Should I come in? Okay. So now, yes. So now you would come in, I guess, to the room with the with your question. Okay. Um, why can't I jump higher? Are you pushing the button hard as hard as you can? Why did you get Cheeto dust all over the controller? <laughs> uh, you know that's my favorite snack. Okay. Um. What's going? Do I keep going? Uh, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. John, John. So <laughs> then, I since he lost, I pop back in with my question. Okay. Um. What's going on? <laughs> why do you all? Why do you always ask me what's going on? Can I ask a question? <laughs> I don't know. Can you? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, John. You're out, man. It's hard. It's it really is, hard. It's really hard. It's just like um, stumbling across questions. It's just fun. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I'd say she won. Yeah, I'd you pretty much won. won. <laughs> Good job, Hannah. Thanks. Should you we, too. Should we try the, uh, the movie name game? Oh, Oh, the movie name game? The movie name game. Okay. So she's probably sees a lot more movies and plays games. So. Yeah. <laughs> I used to watch so many movies, but I, I, I kind of don't watch too many anymore. But I'll try. I'll try. Okay. So in, um, in this movie name game, this is a game where a person says a title of the movie and the next person has to use the ending letter of that title to name the next movie title. Okay, cool. Um, so I'll, I'll say um, Batman. And then Corey will say. Uh, then I'll say. Oh man, I can't lose already. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. We give, we we give ourselves like a little bit of time. I got um, one. <laughs> oh. Uh. Um. Get out. What <laughs> never-ending story? Oh, oh nice, go. nice. Okay, and then I'll say. Good luck with why. I know why. Um. Yes, man. Oh. Okay, another N. 
Um. <laughs> oh no. Oh. <laughs> All right, just give me one second. It's okay. Um, oh, no. Notorious. Oh, um, South Park. Bigger, longer, uncut. So that's that a T. T. Okay. Yes. Um, the Knights of Kiberia. Is that an A? I think that's yeah. an A. Okay. <laughs> um, Ant Man. <laughs> oh no, we're back on N. Oh jeez. Um, okay. Um. Oh. Okay. And, um. Is there like uh, something called Nightwalkers? I don't know. <laughs> well, there is. There is. is. There? Yeah, there is a Nightwalkers movie. Oh, cool. cool. Oh, nice. Nice. Dang. Yes. Um, Superman? <laughs> no. Dude, stop with the ends. Stop with the ends. All already. I know are these nerdy movies. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, wait, I got it. I know an end. Um, it's like. Uh, gosh. No. Um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, fantastic! Um, Another end, though. Sorry. That's fine. That's it's on him now. Uh, Good luck, man. No, no, no. That's that's not on the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Good job, you won. (laughs) Oh, she won both games. Yeah, she won. Good job, Anna. (laughs) Is there really a movie Nightwalkers? Yeah, I I remember seeing it on Netflix. I think. Nightwalkers. I've never heard of it. The Nightwalkers. I hope it's. Well, I think knows? it's Nightwalkers. <laughs> There's probably a movie for every, you know. Yeah. So many movies now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hannah. It was a. It was a delight. It was great talking with you. Oh my gosh, you too. I hope I didn't talk too long. Sometimes I get nervous and just like kind of start rambling. <laughs> oh no, you're good. No, no this, this was is fantastic. This is this great. Cool. Thank you. I'm glad you guys are happy with it. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. If you ever want to stop by and um play more conversation games with us, um. <laughs> Instead of, instead of just doing an interview type, we'll be like just having a fun time, having a conversation. Because normally our podcast is just like a variety show kind of. Like entertainment, gaming news. And yeah. That. Yeah. If you ever want to stop by again or just have like play another game with us in the future, we'll be more than happy to have you again. That'd be awesome. Thank you guys so much. And if you're ever in Vegas. Oh, yes. We will buy you several beers. <laughs> yes. Is there oh, any plans okay. for, for <laughs> coming to Vegas? That's super cool. I've been wanting to go. I've been wanting to go. To, I haven't been to Vegas in a couple of years. But yeah, I'll let you guys know because I, I would like to go. Yeah, definitely. And and yeah, we could even like chauffeur you around, if you will. Like We'd love to, we'd love to <laughs> hang out should, with you. We should go to the buffet. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's tons of buffets out here. There's so much buffet here. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can get the 24-hour buffet pass, which is what I... I like to do when I go to Vegas. Nice. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like no, no joke. If you ever came out and you ever needed anything, just just give us a holler because we'd love to. That's awesome. Thank you guys. Thank cool. you. <laughs> Hey everyone, hope you enjoyed this episode of the One Track Punk Show. If you like this episode, be sure to rate and review it on iTunes as well as sharing the podcast with other people who need some inspiration. You can follow me on various social media by searching One Track Punk, Twitter for updates, Instagram for artwork, Snapchat for vlogs. You can also support me by subscribing to my Patreon at patreon.com slash one track pump. By doing so, you can get early access to the content I am creating. Thank you everyone and remember to get inspired. <laughs>